Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. 6.30 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio. 6.30 Chad. everybody it is the second hour of Oilers now Bob Stoffer, Brennan Escott with you and uh, we will tell you this that uh, Oilers now is brought to you by our title sponsor Digitex who wish you and yours all the best during these challenging and uncertain times Digitex.ca is Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology and software you can reach us on a River Cree Resort Casino hotline when the province gets back up and Adam the River Cree We'll get back up and at them. Excitement bet on it. You can text us on our Ashley Fine Floors text line, and we have a ton of texts coming in. Ashley Fine Floors providing winning results for over 35 years. We're on Twitter, at Oilers Now. Uh, tweet me, Bob underscore Stoffer and uh, Brendan Escott, at Brendan with two E's, Escott with two T's. We will tell you that guests on the show receive gift certificates to Japanese Village, now open. For takeout orders, full details at jvedmonton.ca. In this hour, uh, we're just trying to negotiate contact right now with Kevin Weeks, and we'll also hear uh, from George LaRock. And we all know what we're talking about. Uh, it was all about New York City over the course of the last three days. He's one of the most plugged-in men in the business. Uh, you're either going to put it this way. You're either going to be seeing more of him on the tube or he's going to be working for an NHL organization. He joins us every Thursday for Canadian Power Pack, Alberta's leader in electrical construction service, electrical prefabrication, and solar. We welcome back to the show Kevin Weeks from the NHL Network. Kevin, it's Bob. How you doing? Stop. What's up, buddy? Hope you're doing well, man. What's a good word? What's the good word? Well, you can imagine what we're talking about. And this is Western Canada. And this is a show where you were sandwiched on this show today by, as you are every Thursday, uh, by Louis DeBrusque and George LaRock. So, um, and there's a perspective as to how business is done on the ice. And so I will give you my 30 second synopsis and then I want you to riff away, man. 
I think the league should have suspended. I think the league should have suspended Tom Wilson, especially based on his prior prior uh, uh, track record. I was stunned he did not get suspended for what occurred with Buchnevich and Panarin. I didn't like that he went after the skill guys. Some have said to me, "Well, Panarin uh, put himself in the last scenario." I don't 100 percent buy that. That said, in the actual game Monday night, I didn't necessarily like the Rangers' response. And I got no problem with what the Rangers did last night. At least they went down swinging, which is all you can ask for. But you're in New York City. You're in that hotbed. You know what it's like. Um, it wasn't a great look for the NHL. We should be talking about stuff like Connor McDavid's pursuit of 100 points or how many goals Austin Matthews is going to uh, score. But you know what? That's not water cooler. That's not sexy right now. What's going on right now is what's happening with the league. So you tell me, as a guy who's right there, you got direct access to Gary Bettman and Bill Daly. Tell me your thoughts. Yeah, you know what? I don't disagree with what you said. I think it was one of those scenarios where Tom Wilson could have gotten – more supplementary discipline by way of a suspension, perhaps. And the fact that he didn't, of course, leaves people, the Ranger fans and some other people, uh, upset about the fact. But, you know, the tough thing is that once scrums ensue, anything is possible once a scrum is on. And, you know, I've seen in all my years in the league, I've seen teammates get bitten, eye gouged, um, mouth rake. I mean, the whole thing. It's almost like Aussie rules football, and I'm not making light of it, but that those things happen in scrums almost all the time, unfortunately. It just so happened that it was a sequence of events, and optically it didn't look good. And, of course, we always want to protect our players, all players in our league. And we certainly want to protect uh, our superstar players in the league as well, which we've talked about here on the program. So that didn't take place by way of any supplementary discipline outside of the fine. And to your point, I give the Rangers a lot of credit for uh, for showing up the way they did yesterday. And I'm not about to call them a soft team, but we know that they're a speed and a skill and a talented team. I think that's one area of their game that needs to improve going forward. And I wouldn't be surprised to see them become a team that has more dimensions of uh, power and physicality and some sandpaper and toughness in their group going forward for next year. Glenn Sather is going to be advising. Um, we all know what Glenn was – I mean – Kevin, we and I'm a little bit older than you. I think mm-hmm. I watched the greatest team that ever played. Okay, and I think most mm-hmm. of our listeners think that as well. I mean, seven Hall of Famers, the most electrifying team of all time. But you know what? You want to throw down with us? Go ahead. We could do that too. The 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 great Oilers teams could do it any way you wanted. That was their motto. And I mean. Holy. And, and, you know, it was funny last night as I watched those six fights in the first period. It reminded me of a comment that Craig McTavish said about the Battle of Alberta. It got to the stage where you didn't want to be the guy who didn't fight in those situations. Gotcha. And I'm telling you, I could I could have gone in any – I used to work at Moe's Sports Parlor. I could have gone into that bar on a Sunday afternoon watching NFL football and pulled out 15 guys that would have been ready to drop the flippers and go from when they grew up. Because like, that's just how guys were raised back then. Um so I loved, I loved it, man. You know, like I loved how the Rangers responded Wednesday. I just wish there was more of a response on Monday night. Exactly. I mean, you've talked to the people, and you know Chris Drury. Uh, the, now, is this a black eye for the league? Do you think what happened here over Monday and Wednesday between these two teams? I don't think it's a black eye for the league, but I can certainly tell you that every everything here in New York, eventually New York, I mean, ESPN, all the different platforms, they. There's been a ton of hockey coverage now. We know ESPN and TNT are going to get the rights there in the U.S. for national rights for the NHL. But still, it's been a part of a lot of the conversation 
in the sports uh, media landscape for sure here. But, look, I, I agree with you in that the Rangers should have handled this the first game. Give them credit for coming back and handling it the second game, which is last night. But they should have handled it the game prior. But nonetheless, I think the bigger thing now is you made the point, and I agree. I don't think – I said this last night on the NHL Network. I don't think a team can go deep unless you have – Say the Pittsburgh Penguins with Sidney Crosby because Sid's such an outlier. But I think for the most part, every team that's gone deep from those Oilers teams, even the Oilers team that went to the Cup Final against Carolina, like there was toughness in that team. And I don't care what anybody tells me. I love skill. I love speed. I love creativity. When you get to see the best on the planet in uh, in Connor and Leon, etc., and some of the other players that are in the North Division, Austin Matthews. I can go down the list, but. At the end of the day, if any of those teams want to go deep, they need jam. I'm sorry. And I'm, I'm sorry. Like, I've played in the Stanley Cup playoffs. I've been on teams. I've been on teams that went deep, and I've been on a team that got to the Cup. And, you know, we had Darren Langdon, among other guys in our group. And I'm not saying they have to fight all the time. I'm just saying that you need your players to not always be looking over their shoulder and hearing footsteps on the forecheck. And they need to feel comfortable to make plays. If you doubt me, Ask the great one. Ask 99, ask 11, ask 77, ask Fierzy, ask any of those guys. They'll tell you the exact same thing. Well, Darren Linden, we got George coming up. I've joked with George over the years that that might have been his toughest fight. An undersized, real smart, technical fighter would get it. He wasn't the biggest guy, but he knew how to fight, and uh, and he was uh, a lot to handle there. Um, you, you, you sort of inferred something about the Rangers carrying forward. I mean, I look at Edmonton, and we've had lots of fans here text about Zach Cassian. Zach got that four-year extension. He's been quiet yep. since he got that extension last season. And then, of course, this year he's dealt with two separate injuries, one involving a fight with Erica Branson, who, by the way, Kevin, I think the Rangers yep. will sign Erica Branson. He totally it's makes good. sense. He it's totally makes sense. Yeah. Totally. Could have had him for a seventh-round pick. Nashville got him for a seventh-round pick in the trade deadline stop. Yeah. Anybody could have I love Gutty, by the way. I love Good Branson. A lot of time for him. Yeah. Ahead, so no, I, I could see. So if you were running a team, I guess here's where I'm going to go with this. If you were no. president of a team, you would make sure that your team is protected. Is that correct? Totally. Of course. And listen, the East Coast League, we're going to have one or two. American League, you're going to have one or two. NHL roster, you're going to have one or two. And again, I'm not here to, you know, I'm not saying that. I'm promoting this or I'm not promoting that. What I'm promoting is protection of my players. That's what I'm promoting. And I know the the impact that Marty McSorley had. I don't care what anybody says. I know the impact that Dwight King, Jordan Nolan, and those guys had. Mean, mean Matt Green, who you had in Edmonton. I know the impact he had with that. Those guys had with that L.A. Kings team. Big Dustin Bufflin cruising around for the Chicago Blackhawks. Uh, Bickle, Brian Bickle with the Hawks. I can go up and down Troy Brower when he was younger with the Blackhawks. You think any of those teams win without any insulation? It's not possible. Kyle Clifford. Here's a great example. And, and listen, everybody back home, uh, you know this already. I've got family in Alberta and I have family in Toronto as, as far as Canada's concerned, and Montreal for that matter. But here's what I'm going to tell you. If you look at the Toronto Maple Leafs as an example, they can steal you out of the building for years with this group. Austin Matthews, one of the best players on the planet. Mitch Marner, same thing. You know, we can go up and down the roster, Nylander, everybody. How come they haven't gotten past the first round, stuff? 
because Nazem because because Nazem Kadri took him out of took himself out of two straight series against Boston that went six and seven games. And if he stays in either series, because he is a tough sob, he's a tough right. tough middleweight. He might have been their most competitive player. He got he took himself out of both series and they lost. No and now and now they've added your guy Wayne Simmons. And now Wayne no Simmons. Zach and Zach Bogosian too. Right on the back. Go ahead, Bill. Stop. No, I was going to say, like, he's playing the role of the equalizer. Wayne Simmons goes and grabs Alex Edler and Fee and says, hey, you got to pay for what you did to Zach Hyman. You know, Kevin, we're having people saying, well, get rid of Zach Cassian. You know, you got to get rid of that money. And I'm like, they might need Zach Cassian come playoff time. We just had Louie talking about the first game against Montreal, playoff hockey. There was no country for old men hockey. Those teams were running each other, and Cassian was the guy that started pounding the Canadians' defenseman back, and then he got subsequently hurt early in game two, a game Edmonton didn't have Jujar Kara in. They lost Kara in game one, Cassian in game two, and the Canadians ended up winning game two of the two-game set here at Edmonton. So, I, you know... Like Cassian, I could see Pittsburgh. I could see the Rangers. If Boston loses to Washington, I could see Boston in on Cassian. And then it lends me to think, Kevin, wait a sec here. Maybe Edmonton needs, you know what I'm seeing? Like maybe the fans yeah, are sitting there saying, you got to move Cassian up. Maybe the owners need Cassian. Well, look, when it's all said and done, all I'm saying is I believe in deterrence. That's what I know. And I think of this very simply. As people, we're all animals. And I'm telling you, everybody goes up and they grab the ears or they play with the ears of the collie. You play with the ears of the golden retriever, the chocolate lab, or the pug. Nobody does that with a bull mastiff. And very few people are going to do that with a Rottweiler. And even fewer people are going to do that with um, a pit bull. And I'm just telling you, it's a game changer. And think about it. Like, you know, when, when people, even in school, like just grade four, if you know somebody's the toughest person in the classroom, you're not horsing around with them. You don't even want to horse around with them. You don't even want to walk by their locker. And, and I really think that for Connor to do what he does on a nightly basis, just as Gretz did what he did in Mess, I mean, you know Mess is tough, but for Gretz to do what he did in Cough and those guys to be able to do that, Marty McSorley, Charlie Huddy, Dave Semenko, Big Dave Brown, those guys help create space. Same thing in Cal's when the when the Flames were going to and they won their cup. Look at the roster. I'm just saying, like, look at every Stanley Cup team that either gets there or wins. It, it's a hallmark, and you want your skilled players to feel comfortable. Because here's the matchup stop. Let's look at it this way, okay? To to Louis DeBrus point. Let's say you're matching up against the Oil, right? Yeah. You guys don't walk Darnell scrapping every game. Not now. Wait. Wait. Way too important. Right? You don't want him scrapping every game. Okay, Leon's a big man. Do you want Leon scrapping every game? No. You definitely don't want Connor scrapping at all either. Okay. So if you are, let's say, the peg, right? And you know that you got Dave Lowry's son, Adam Lowry. You had a nice game last night, two goals against, but two goals again, by the way, against the Flames. But if you've got Adam Lowry now and you're looking at that group, for, for the Winnipeg Jets, I got to think my old coach, Paul Maurice, is going to say, hey, listen, we can't take liberties with the oil because they got the best power play in the league right now. It's sizzling again. But we got to play to skate to skate. We got to play hard. Let's be physical on them. Let's finish their key players. Like, that's a strategy, especially in the playoffs, as Louis DeBruff said. 
So, you know, if you're the oil, yeah, you can hook speed, skill, of course. Amazing. We have the two best players. Yeah, we know that. But you still got to grind your way through playoff series if you want to go deep. And, again, that's nothing that is a provincial secret. Everybody out in Alberta knows that. You've seen that time and time again with the Oilers. No question. Uh, I don't know if an official rule, and I know he's got to have a hearing, uh, just involving Pavel Buchnevich. For the record, Kevin, I have no problem in that situation with Buchnevich, given that a big, t- like Anthony Mantha is a sleeper. He's a huge guy who, when he decides to fight, can fight. He's tough. Yep. And I got no problem with how Buchnevich defended himself in that scenario. Sometimes a smaller guy just has to use the stick as an equalizer. What do you think? Yeah, sometimes a smaller guy has to use a stick for sure. I mean, you know, again, everybody would have seen that for years. I mean, whether it's Ken Lindsman or whether it's Theo Fleury or, you know, I didn't see it as much when I played with the great Marty St. Louis as well, Hall of Famer, but you, you have to create some space for yourself out there sometimes. And listen, it's a strategy. It's a sport. It's a competition. It's best on best. And you know that the opposing players are going to try to exploit your weakness. Listen, your own teammates every day in practice are going to try to exploit your weaknesses. That's the way it is. Stop. I can remember being injured, not hurt. Because, you know, oftentimes you play hurt in NHL, period, and in pro sports and elite sports. But I can remember being injured with various injuries, and I can tell you now, my own teammates in practice, they would shoot to that spot on purpose. They're like, trick, there's no way we can be able to move that leg. I'll shoot there and score. <laughs> like, that's what it is. You know what I mean? Like, it's gamesmanship. There's, it's, a, it's the ultimate competition. These are the 750 best players on planet Earth that play this sport out of 8 billion people So on the planet. So they're going to do everything they can to find a weakness and to find something that they can exploit. And if they sense there's a weakness, they're going to go to it every single time. From All practice right. to the game. You know that. You mentioned something about the Oilers having the best power play. Ken Holland had Detroit. Detroit was one of the teams that didn't have, well, I mean, relative in the 90s they did because, you know, they obviously had the grind line. They had McCarty. But maybe when they won in the 2000s, and they won a couple times in the 2000s, they were were skilled. Now, the Oilers beat them in 06 because they pounded them. They absolutely pounded Detroit in 06, and they got the better goaltending. Um you know, if if the and the fans will say, what would you say to the people that say the league needs to legislate more against the players and the officials need to call more penalties and then that's how skill will triumph. So you don't need to go down that path. And what what would your response be? Because we're getting texts like that coming in right now, Kevin. Here's the thing, Stoff. Everybody, I was just telling our boy Trip Tracy, the voice of the Carolina Hurricanes, this. We were just talking about it prior to our interview together with you and I. The hard thing with that is if your team is the team with the aggressor and or the penalty taker and or the player that should be suspended, you're going to rally for your team and you're going to rally to support your player so that those penalties are not called. If you're on the other side of that equation, you're going to whine and complain because you want them to be called. That is a slippery slope. It's a never-ending story, I believe. And then also stylistically, then you're going to have some people say, well, we can't have these ticky-tack calls. I'll tell you this. Coming out of the work stoppage in 05, well, for 05, when we started up in 05, you would sneeze on a player and they would call penalties. Like, honestly, as a goalie, every two seconds, hands up, whistle. Hands up, whistle. I'm like, we're shorthanded. We've taken 10 penalties this game. 
like the standard was so high because they wanted to obviously increase goal scoring, allow yes. offensive players to flourish, you know, everything else. Okay. There was a, they, they moved the goal line on the standard, but here's the thing. Name a better playoff, a more compelling playoff in the world of pro sports and the Stanley cup playoffs. I dare anybody. Right. You can't find it. You, you, no disrespect to the NBA, no disrespect to Major League Baseball, World Series, and everything else, NFL. There's nothing in the world like the Stanley Cup playoffs. The great Charles Barkley says it all the time. And obviously we know he's one of the best players that ever played in the NBA. He says it all the time. There's nothing like NHL hockey but Stanley Cup playoffs. And with that, you see physicality. You still see skill. Connor and Leon are still going to be who they are. But you see physical acts of courage and toughness and tenacity that you often don't see. And, and that's ratcheted up with intensity. So for one, to be honest, I like the way they call the game in the playoffs. I really do. I, I think yeah. that's part of what, what makes, you know, those amazing Oilers teams that you talked about, which was voted the best team ever. That's what makes seeing them uh, and what they accomplished in, in their heyday so great. Uh, you just to wrap up, you mentioned that I brought this up 9,429 times over the last three years. Whenever people do comparables, first 300, first 400 games, Connor McDavid versus Sidney Crosby, let's not forget Sid came in the year. They called a ton of 503s. That was the year you're talking about. It was five on three, five on. Mark Andre Bergeron scored double digit goals that year for the Oilers on the power play. That- oh, yeah. He had that rocket from the blue line. Totally. I remember. Right, and so, and that was all because of the five-on-threes. And I'm telling you right now, if they called the five-on-threes when McDavid broke into the league, he would have yeah. 30, 30 to fifty more points to this point because there was oh, yeah, no it play. was it was ridiculous in the 0506 regular season. And guess what? It went away by the time we got to the playoffs. Yeah, totally. Because you just have so many different people that have opinions on how the game should be played, on how it should be officiated. Uh, you know, and everything else, right? Everybody's always weighing in. And sometimes you know, we, we respect all of that passion. And then other times it can be a little bit misdirected. But nonetheless, um, yeah, everybody has a, has their own interpretation on the scale of, of what they want it to look and feel like. Hey, uh, Kevin, give me a call if you get that president's job with the Rangers, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you more than a call. It'll be more than that. It'll at least be two states, at least. All right. Thanks a lot, man, man. Take care. Thanks, Kevin. All right, buddy. Thanks to all the fans out there in Berta. Stay strong. Thanks for having me on. That's Kevin Weeks from the NHL Network. Very quickly into our Oilers Now Prospect Report. It is brought to you by Scott Arthur Millwork and Cabinetry. A legacy of excellence. Make your new dream home or custom renovation a reality. Visit scottarthurmillwork.com. Tonight is the night for Dylan Gunther. Now the Oilers play the Vancouver Canucks. That one's on NHL Hockey and Rogers and Sportsnet. It's also on the Oilers Radio Network. Dylan Gunther, Team Canada, U18 against Russia on TSN. I'm going to have uh, that one on the queue so I can come home and watch to see how he does. He probably will still be the highest drafted forward uh, out of the draft. It's been a little quiet relative to the Connor Bedards of the world. Uh, man, that kid that's uh, Shane Wright as well. Oh, those guys have had big tournaments. Uh, I thought Gunther had a great game yesterday, just didn't score. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. And when we come back, a guy 
who scared a hell of a lot of people. And nobody really ever wanted to make him mad in the NHL. The former reigning heavyweight champ of the league, Edmonton sporting icon, Montreal-based media personality, George LaRocque. You're listening to Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.